TV Q&A is on the air. Well, not really. It's on a podcast. <laughs> My name is Steve Sutton. Your host, Gary Lee Park, pitmaster at G Slow Smoke Barbecue in Orange Park, Florida. What What is Thank on your you. mind today? Hey, man, you know who I talked to first thing this morning? Hmm. Give me a call. Remember Wesley Watson? G? Yeah. Yeah, he called me... Um, Wanted some advice on whole hog cooking. Really? Yeah, he's got some stuff coming up. And did you did you kind of muscle up on? Some, look, well, I was G before you were G. <laughs> yes. And if you're on my turf about cooking a whole hog, right? You know, it's like going to Capone and asking about how right. to sell furniture. You know, the thing, I, uh, you know, Wesley and our little history, we you know pretty went to school together, so we known each other for a long time. Y'all went to school? Mm-hmm. Both well, of you? well, it's Baldwin, so uh, I don't know what counts. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll put a disclaimer uh, at the end of the podcast about right, that. Right. You know, the, there's a lot of these guys that, um, in, in, including like Jared Carter and them, when they first started doing barbecue, I was a little, a few years ahead of them as far as stuff we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the restaurant open in 2012. But I started doing competition cooking around 2009. Right. In Middleburg, actually, at the VFW, but uh, with me and Johnny. But, um, yeah, I kind of mentored a few of those guys. Now, you can only do so much. You can take it upon yourself, and you, you move forward. Sure. You know, and progress, learn, do all that stuff. That's the, thing, that's the cool thing about barbecue and cooking in general. It's going to end up with their fingerprint on it anyway. Exactly, and they yeah. got some good stuff. You know, they, they're, they're big into the steak cooks now and stuff like that, which I've only done a few, even though I'm a – SCA certified steak judge. You made me one right there. You know. Ooh, I you know. Roll, roll, what do you need? Do you need a flat steak? top or you need a grill? <laughs> I got, I've got both. Because there's a fireplace in the in the uh, in the other <laughs> dining room, and he has been known to throw some I steaks did. on there. I have. <laughs> I have. I actually cooked them for uh, our, 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 uh, a couple years ago for our uh, Christmas party. Yeah, for the for the staff. Turned out pretty good. Actually. You know, see, that's the beautiful thing about this place. You don't know what kind of hair he's going to get. You don't ever know when, here when G's ready to make a steak. Oh. He fires the pit up at the end of the dining room. Grab a bib. Right, right. We're right, ready we, to go. We, sorry, I took it down the wrong. I'm such, <laughs> I, I do this job so well. Uh, we were talking about whole hog. Yeah, so he called me. Um, actually, he messaged me, and I said, you know, I'm not mess. I'm going to call him back. So I called him. I was in my office doing some stuff, and um, he was asking about certain size hog, how many people it feed, and things like that, you know. But um, I told him, I said, well, you know, Depending on how many people you're actually feeding, you can always cook other stuff with it as well. Not just a whole hog to sure. feed 50 people alone. You know, pretty good sized hog. Um, he said, "Well, I'm gonna cook a few butts, you know, pork butts with it." And I good said, call. I said, "Well, that'd be perfect." Then I said, "You know, how many people? 40 ish." I said, "You know, three butts, a 50, 60 pound pig." I think he said. I said, "That'd be perfect." You know, pig as a presentation, as you know, Steve, we've done quite a few of those, or a couple at least here on the on the in the restaurant on the patio turn out great so we kind of went over some of that you know uh the cooking method too because there's it's like any other thing you can cook ribs a bunch of ways well people cook pigs the right. same different too yeah you know um my preferred method is depending on really what i'm doing if i want it for show i'm really going to go and uh, i like the pig to sit up when he when it's cooking but i'll still inject it you know yeah. and, and if i keep it simple you can make your own stuff but a lot of times i'll just buy you can they got a mojo you might mm-hmm. have Winn-Dixie, I think. And Creole butter. Right. You know, use Creole butter. Yeah. Um, inject it. I love, love dry, dry rubs underneath, you know, on the skins, on the uh, meat side. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like to dry the skin off real good with a paper towel. And then 
I like to use like olive oil or something and coat it, and that kind of gives it like a good suntan mm-hmm. and gives it that color that you like. Kind of like back in high school, and we do that at the beach, cover oh, ourselves with Crisco. Oh, man. What? Yeah. You, oh. And you get fried? Yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> trying to score the skin on me and put some pineapple and cherries in it. I was like, no, I'm not done yet. Get away from me. Oh, man, yeah. I, and people have done that. <laughs> yeah. Done that. That's for sure. That's called sun poisoning. Yeah. But for presentation purposes, I like to cook it upright, you know, like we've done here before, and then garnish it. And then it's kind of the, you know, it's obviously the main piece of the of the whole show. It is the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then um, but, you know, I've also done them where I've kind of spatchcocked them, butterflied them, whatever you want to call it, lay them out, get an axe, small axe, cut them, and push them down. Yeah. Now you got a good exposure. That's a good way to um, flipping them, things like that. So, I, you know, we kind of talked about that, went over some of that stuff, and um he had some good ideas but i really put him some ideas out there which you know i got a uh, i said well that's one thing i said what are you cooking it on yeah <laughs> that's a whole nother that's another yeah. ball game yeah well i'm said, i know in in the experience that i've had you know but way back in the day before before you even opened up the uh original hut on henley road just just around the corner from mm-hmm. here i remember a couple months before that uh, through a radio event, I ended up with one of those uh, big green egg smokers. Yep. Not yep. the XL, but the big one. Yeah. It, it's still the large. large or something. Yeah. And it's it's a great way to cook. Right. And but then you know what? I realized I got a professional that's cooking it right up the road, and I can have whatever the <laughs> heck I want any day of the week. I don't have to plan or nothing. You I just got to get in the car. Yeah. And, and show up. It's it's fun to learn. Right. It's fun to ask people what they're adv- I know I've hit you up more than once on a weekend going, "Dude, what am I doing over here?" Right. You right. Know. Well, that's how I think we um gosh, I'm trying to remember when I really started 0506 7 Around about in there. Right yeah. about in there somewhere and we and it wasn't long after that I think we got kind of formally met, I guess. Obviously, I've known you for years from from right. the radio listening yeah. to you. And then when you come up, we got the chat and I'm, "Oh, yeah, next thing I know, I'm seeing you every you know, um, every week or so. Yeah, and 20 years later, they fire my ass. Right? What the hell? What the heck's going on with that? Sorry. Nah. Right? <laughs> well, they might suck. I'm out. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to admit that after all these years, this past weekend, I made the first brisket that I was happy with. Ooh, I saw pictures of it. And I was know, like, I, mm. I, it was, I, I got it from Costco, about seven, eight pounds. Okay. You know, this one your pellet smoker. Pellets, and and if we talked about this on one of your uh, on one of your earlier podcasts right. about picking out yep. what it the obje- what is your objective? What do you want to be able to do to you know not cook in a quick, but be able right. to be the most efficient at it? Right. And I decided the pellet smoker was. Yep. It was such a good purchase for me when I moved back from Alabama. I, I first thing I loaded on the truck was the smoker. Right. It was my priority. Got to eat. Right. Um, yeah. And it was two twenty five. Check it every hour. Check the temperature every hour. How long did it take it to get where you want it? I waited too long to wrap it because it cooked faster than I thought it would. It got up to like 170, and I'm like, I got to wrap this bad boy. That's a good time to wrap, yeah. I wish I would have wrapped it a little earlier, but wrapping it and, you know, leave it be, keep monitoring the temperature and everything. Yeah. It sliced up nice. Let me tell you one thing you want to make a good – this is my advice because I learned over the weekend – Invest in a really, really good knife to slice it. Right. Because you don't want your slices so thick right. that they end up you know, being a project. I'll tell you what I've used for a long time, um, especially in competition cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I use electric knife. 
See, I, I had one. Get I don't know where it is. Knife. I think I sold it at the big going away yard sale last year. Get a good electric knife, and it's very consistent. And let me tell you something. If you move, don't sell nothing. Mm-mm. Keep your stuff. Mm-mm. I wish I would have just packed all my stuff into a pod, one of those right. pods. Let them take it off somewhere. Left I'll it say, here, <laughs> fellas. I've seen about eight months. I got those some really, really stupid things, but I'll be back. Right? Don't right. miss. Don't miss you, Papa, too much. Right? But uh, you could have come right back to everything. I, you know, and and you can get a really good electric knife for not a whole lot yeah. of expensive 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, you get a decent one. And, yeah. and they they will slice it through. Oh, yeah. This is oh, this yeah. is really the first time. In a long time that I've made a brisket, that I wished I had that knife yeah. to get that perfect slice. Right. You know, and even though I'm not doing show or anything like that, it's matter. nice. It's nice to satisfy yourself. That's all. That's all. And present it to your guests and the people who are eating it. That's all that matters. Because I've actually been able to turn the corner on some people that before they had the brisket that I just made, they said they didn't like brisket. And I thought, what matter of blasphemy be right, this? Right. You know, it's like, y'all need to get to church. I, I, and whether the church is a real church or you need to get to Gary's, you know, that's what you need to do. I, because I can't imagine such a right. thing. But you know what that told me? There are a lot of places out there that right. can't cook the food correctly. Right. And we're talking about everything from, you know, all the things they look at on those barbecue competition show. And if you want a fun education just to watch some fun TV, that barbecue pitmaster yeah. show with Tuffy Stone and Myron yep. Mixon. Yep. These are guys that know what they're talking about. Right. Big Mo Quezon. I mean, yep. he, they know what they're talking about and what they're looking for. Right. And you don't need to be a show, you know, you don't need to be going for the $50,000 Kings for Championship no, right. to make great barbecue that you're happy with and right. that your guests are going to be raving over. That's right. That's and it, right. And it's kind of fun to collect things from every one of them. Yep. And actually, you know, you know those couple of those guys are friends of mine. I met on the, the circuit years ago, Mo Kaysen, and mm-hmm. obviously, I, 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 well, Tuffy too. I actually met him when he came to Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, on that cook, met him there. Um, obviously, uh, Myron Mixon, you know, uh, cooked against him a few times. Yeah, he's, he's no slouch. No, what, no. What did you beat him at? We beat him at ribs, uh-huh. whole hogs. Spike the football, brother. <laughs> give, me that, give me that touchdown dance with the wobbly legs. Right. He actually came over, and he's like, dang, guys, good job. <laughs> he did, for real. In, in, in um, um, uh, Vina, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's home turf. When, when you see him on TV, he comes across as a real hard nut. Mm. But I, I've heard that away – when you get him away from the pit and when he's in, yep. a, in a competition, I wouldn't want to yeah. look at him. Yeah. Because he'll give you a stare that'll kill you. You know, it's funny, speaking of him, the first time I ever met him, we were doing a cook-off. In, at, at this time, it was Stark. Bradford, it was the uh, Boots and Bar... Was it Boots and Barbecue? That sounds Fest. right. It was in Stark. Johnny and I was doing it, and I'm trying to remember if that was in 2010 or 11. Let me tell you something. That was a... Well, it was kind of uh, twofold because ended up getting really, really sick. It was one of the coldest days. <laughs> really, dude. We come out of the, the the meeting and it was sleeting sideways. <laughs> yes, it was sleeting. Welcome to Florida. Oh my God! And you know, Johnny and I ended up getting getting really sick. I was sick for a few weeks, but but but, but getting back to my story is that's you know, Myron Mixon was there. Yeah, and his crew, and um. I remember going into the Walmart, and I think I think we were coming out. He might have been coming in, or vice versa. I don't remember. Uh-huh. That's the first time I ever. Really? But, but yeah, first time I'd seen him and, and, and met him. 
but he was not far from us when we um, uh, were cooking in our area. And I seen him in his truck. He had his truck. You know, now it's a lot different now. Oh, yeah. That's been a few years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, you know, Myron, he's, um, uh, you know, obviously he's one of the, the best well-known barbecue right. king in, in the country. He's the, I mean, yeah. he's the winningest man he is. in barbecue. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, uh, some somebody I respect, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, in the barbecue world. You know, well, you know, it's one of those. It's like no matter where you are at the point in your career, there's going to be people that you look up to, whether you agree with them or not, or whether you like them or not. At some point, the newest uh, the newest head coaches had to look across the field and say, "Dang, that's Chuck Knoll." Yep, he's won four Super Bowls. Right, and you think to yourself, "Wow." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and there's going to be people like that you run across, and there are going to be some local legends. Right, that that want. Yep. Things like you know they they yep. want that kind of notoriety. And you know, another one, Mo Casey. I met him when he was in Jacksonville at the cook over at the uh, uh, Smoking Flamingo. Remember that? that yeah, cook? he up was at, there up, at, uh, up on the north side. That, yeah, that's when they were doing. That. That's when they were doing the uh, barbecue pit wars. Yeah. So it was him, Stump. I think that the the Michael from Atlanta, Georgia, and there was one other. I can't remember, but Michael uh, uh, from uh, the, Characters. Yeah, yeah, my character. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, he didn't. He don't. He he didn't do very well. They're not a good cook, but uh, you know, um, we all b- we beat the mess out of all of them. Um, <laughs> you know what? I do like it when you spike the football. Right, right. <laughs> we beat the mess out of them. Yeah, and even Mo. They, yeah, they were just. I mean, but Mo, you know, is taking it to another level. Also, um, you know, I think with barbecue cooking, um, and including myself, I mean. I, yeah, I have a restaurant and everything, so I've never had time to go out and really pursue and push something like. Right. I just haven't. I don't have the time, and really, it's not my wheelhouse, honestly. Well, I've got. Let me let me defend you. Like you need defending from me. Uh, your competition barbecue is about as light. It, I mean, the proof is proof is in the hardware mm-hmm. around this restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's as good as any out there. Yeah. It's just you had a priority. Yeah, you, you wanted yeah. to run a restaurant, right? And you know, right. they, you know what they say: if you uh, if you aim at nothing, right, you hit it every time. That's right. And and I know your your dedication and, and the great thing about the way that you cook it transfers from the competitive side all the way to right. the restaurant side. Yes, I mean yes. there's that much attention to detail well, on a that, day in day and, out basis. You're right. The um, a lot of what I do in competition cooking, I've learned, I've incorporated into the restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, my ribs especially, things like that. Yeah, you know. I met a couple uh, folk guys yesterday, matter of fact. Um, I was in right here in the dining room, and they came out and, and said, hey, you the owner of Got the Chat. And, you know, I was talking to him, and I said, yes, sir. And he says, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> here it comes. He's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I said, okay. He, I said, he said, man, I'm not going to kid you. I said, uh, he said, I've eaten barbecue literally all over the country, mm-hmm. everywhere, in a lot of the states. He says, I really have. Your ribs are the best I've ever had. Boom. I was like, really? I said, thank you. I said, we do them a little different here. He said, I said, well, you um, live here? And he says, no, no, we were from Laudy. This is my third time this week here. <laughs> I said, really? You know he what? says, yes. That's, that's the proof. I'm like, wow. And it wasn't, I think it was right before that, a, a, a couple guys at work can come out. He says, man, I think he told me he was from... I want to say he might have been from Memphis. Yeah. He what said, do they know about barbecue in Memphis? Well, I know. <laughs> he was like, man, um, there's ribs. He said, there's some best ribs I had. Yeah. And I said, really? That's, and that was in the same day. <laughs> the same day. 
Now, I didn't tell him that my, my, my normal pit guy was running late. I was cooking the ribs this morning. Well, we always, you know what? That's one of those things, if you take, take advantage of the opportunity, and, and it's like you get a chance, and you don't know when, the nice thing about it is you don't know when Gary's going to sneak in. Right, And, and right. come in and, and right. work the pit himself. That's right. I, mean, I that's did how, that morning, yesterday morning. Yeah. That's, that's how, you know, vested he is. And the quality of everything you get here. It's just it what we do. It, that's what we do. And there's a lot of people that'll own a restaurant. They'll turn the key, hire a bunch of people, and walk away from it. Right. They come back at the end of the day and wonder why everything didn't go great. Right. You know, another thing, too, on that subject, Steve, is I'm not dumb to the fact that for me, and I'll speak for the, the restaurant and myself personally, I do know that the more I'm around, my and I'm and I don't and I say this humbly that you know people want to see you around they do they want to and, see me around and there's nothing there's no arrogance in that because right. and I'm a big fan of if your name is on the door yeah at the, the people, right you need to be here so different when you use Alabama Big Bob Gibson I don't think he's still alive no but if his if, family I yes. think it's his son-in-law yes his son-in-law that's running it yeah and yep, who's yep. also been a guest judge once in oh, a while yeah, no on yeah. barbecue pit yeah, yeah 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 um great people um but you know when you have folks eating in your establishment lunch dinner doesn't matter where and you walk and you're in and you start chatting and they're like because they never a lot of them have never seen me right but they're like are you the owner is he the owner yeah wow there's g yep wow that's him and you become an icon because number one you've appealed to something that is universal they 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 and that is uh, feeding people. They they they're like, oh, why you so good looking? What's going on with that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to figure what the, yeah. what are they trying to steal from you? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh Lord, see, this is one of those projects where it's like we can get this out of here in no time. I and know. It's like, well, son I know. of a, I know, right? This thing weighs a ton. But I know, right. I, I, I know one of the things that I that I like, and I can tell you that I absolutely missed about. Here in, in Orange Park, here, especially in Clay County. Right. Clay County, Florida. Right. The number of businesses and the restaurant owners yeah. that are there every day. Right. No matter what you're looking for. You know, our friend uh, Bernard down at yeah. uh, Just yeah. a Pinch. He was just in here the other day. He he comes by yeah. here. Yep. He does he has a he has a great Asian fusion kind of thing oh, man. going on. Man. It's it's all about the concept Isn't of Aloha. That's some good stuff. That, Dude, that bowl he makes. The poke bowl with tuna. Man. It's fresh, it pops. It's it's affordable as all get out. Yeah. He's got the entire Hawaiian concept yeah. of Moco Loco, Do you know, which is, you know, which speak, is insane. Yeah, you know, speaking of uh, Bernard, you know, and matter of fact, I'm, we'll have him over here one day on our podcast. Absolutely. He's got, um, you know, he's he's finally got his uh, coconut syrup yep. being fixed to be marketed. Let me tell you what. Until we get to talk to him, if you have yeah. a chance to run by, yeah. just we'll wait pinch. for him to get on board. And, it's on and County chat Road Two Twenty, but right. he let me take uh, when you know when I left town. And he figured he'd never see me again. He gave me one of the jar, one of the bottles that he had oh. in the kitchen. Right. And let me tell you what: there's more, there's more to this than just drizzling it over your waffles. Right. It is so good. Wow. You know what? I, you know what I put it on to finish? <laughs> I finished up a rack of ribs with it. Ooh. I was just feeling. A little frisky, okay. and I wanted to put a little bit of a glaze on it, but okay. I didn't want to put too much syrup, you oh. know, too much sauce sure, sure. on it. Sure. So just a real light brush. How was it? 
caramelize that oh, holy cow you wow. could have sprinkled shredded coconut on top of that nothing wrong with experimenting and and it came out great well you know it's no different than even even with my ribs here um especially in in competition cooking because almost all the competition cooks do it to some degree it might just be a different process a different product mm. but turbinado sugar honey yeah Agave. Well, let me t- let me tell you what. One of the things that I've noticed, and I'm a type two diabetic. I'm right, I'm, I'm right. well managed. I'm well under control. Right. But at the same time, facts are facts. I yeah. can't be getting real super happy okay. with sugar. And whether I'm watching uh, uh, barbecue pitmasters or I'm watching uh, Triple D with Guy Fieri, it's stunning how much sugar and brown sugar goes in before you even think you're getting on top of something. Yeah. And it's it, it's no wonder so many people, right? You know, pop in the doctor one day. Well, sorry, you're type two. When that happened? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's going to happen. Three three racks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I knew when the clock ticked over because I would have let up a little. But that's one of the things too that I've always liked about your restaurant is that you don't sauce. You no, don't I sauce don't sauce it. anything. You leave um, it up to the customer. Yeah, and I only carry a few sauces actually. A, you know, a sweet, a sweet tangy, and a mustard. I do have some what I use for competition sauce. Um, mm. It's not on the table, but only sometimes, offer about three sauces. Sometimes you break it out. Yep, and you say, "Look, this is this is my try it." Because yep. there's there was a uh, one place in uh, in I was in Lexington. It wasn't Mister Barbecue. Okay, in Lexington, North Carolina, and they said, "You know, here's the sweet, here's the mustard," and they said, "This is our mop sauce." Right, right. That Ooh. they don't usually put on the table. Oh. And, uh, you know, uh, Big Bob Gibson's does the same thing. This is what they use when they cook their pig for a pig pick or a pork butt. Right. <sighs> wow. Get you some. Yeah. And if you're, if, you're in, if you're in the restaurant, if you're in here at G's, uh, get some of that mustard sauce. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know whether you're a fan. You'll find fans in your life, and they will be your best friends forever. Yeah. Because the, it's that good. Yeah, it really is. The guy that, matter of fact, one of the ones that said yesterday, yesterday that the, from Laudy about the ribs, I said, what sauce, what do you kind of sauce you like? He said, man, I, I look, I'm a mustard guy. I said, hold on a second. I went and grabbed him with my bottles, you know, I have uh-huh. a bottle. Gave it. He's like, man, thank you. Remember when you when you told me that you were going to do that and the first bottle came in, I dang near leapt over the counter to kiss you? <laughs> and I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's that good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who don't, a lot of people who don't know how to make barbecue have to have the sauce talk for them. Right. That's why I advise no matter where you go, taste it first. Yep. And use the sauce as what it's supposed to be an right. accent. It's supposed yep. to complement it. Complement it. And yeah. not take away the flavor of the pork. Right. The flavor of the beef ribs. Another thing that you do that nobody else around here in the South. Yeah. No I don't one's... think anywhere in the Southeast does it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I've I, never I, seen I, I don't one. Know. And if, if there's somebody that's got a plywood sign and it says BBQ on it, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm pulling off the road. I right. want to see what's going on in there. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. And and normally, they're the ones that know what they're doing. Right. I'm, I'm very leery. I'm not saying there aren't good barbecue restaurants that are fancy right. and spit and polish. Right. And looks like a spaceship landed, but the ones that make the best barbecue are 180 degrees away from that. Yep. You know, yep. and it's going to be true. a place where if you blink, you'll drive by and miss it. And you miss one of the best treats of your life. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for a bucket list thing, it surprised me. I started off looking online about the, uh, the North Carolina Barbecue Trail. Okay. And it's an entire tourist thing that's set up for you to go through all three different regions of North Carolina and visit different kind I of barbecue I got, restaurants. I think I got the map somewhere. Yeah. I, I actually do. 
and it stretches from Lexington all the way yeah. out to the uh, yeah. all, all the way out to the ocean. Sure, and East Coast. Yeah. They're so different. You know, it's so different. Isn't it crazy how it's regional in the own state. Yeah, it's crazy. And, there, and there's really three. You yes. know, there's there's yes. the ones that have never that would that never ever came around to using to, uh, tomato right. based tomato sauce based. because originally, I think as a goof, yep. I think the Native Americans told the settlers that the tomatoes were poison. <laughs> It's like, we don't need all the white people coming over and stealing our tomatoes. Right. They're good. Right. And so, yeah. you know, people that mustard and vinegar, yep. vinegar and salt and pepper. Yep. You know, that's as old as it gets. Yeah. But it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you've ever gone into training for anything, go into training for the North Carolina Barbecue Trail. Right. And get you one of those gas card memberships where they give you a discount because yep. you're going you're gonna to use up some gas. Yep. Some of the places will give you gas. But right. they're not, you know, they're not they're not filling stations, and you know, and somewhere somewhere on the road, you're going to find a barbecue restaurant that you remember for your whole life. Oh yeah, you know, and other yep. people say, "I've been there." Yep, and your restaurant definitely is one of those. Well, I'm, that's one of my my really goals, man. I like for it, you know, there's nothing like having a, your place as a destination. Do you want to trademark that term? You know, destination barbecue, and put go. that on some of your T-shirts, right? Because you should have T-shirts for uh, for the travelers and yeah. T-shirts for the locals. Because there is a destination America. See, that's what I'm thinking. So I don't know if there's a destination barbecue. That might be something uh, we look into. It's another one of those things too. If, if you if you really think about it, and you want to start cooking somewhere, and you walk into a restaurant like Gary's, and you find Gary, and you ask him. They're going to give you advice like a friend would oh, as yeah. far as yeah. how to – because they're not looking at you as a, as a competitor. Right. They're looking at you as a brother or a sister. Right. You know, that's going to start doing different things. And oh, when yeah. You, when, you, when they use advice that you gave them and it came out well, yeah. they're going to start sharing it with their friends, and then they're going to start telling you about it. Yep. At some point, you're going to, I'm sure you've learned more than one or two things. Oh, yeah. Definitely. From people that just kind of wandered in off the road. Definitely. So Definitely. we'll have to look for those destination barbecue yeah. T-shirts. Uh, Pretty soon, at some point. Who knows? You might get with Tom and see what he can come up with. Star Wars, where the hell is he? Is he the one that stole that big machine, whatever it was, and yeah, went out the door? Yeah, yeah he's out the, going out the door. Son of a... <laughs> I don't know what that was, but there's a real pretty sign that you had for the see restaurant that? behind it. See it? I'm like, I've never seen that before in my there life. It is. <laughs> it all is, kind of surprises. Oh, no kidding. That's what BBQ&A is all about, the barbecue lifestyle. That's Gary Park, the pitmaster of G Slow Smoke Barbecue in Orange Park, Florida. Make sure you check out the Facebook page. Lots of fun stuff coming up this summer. It, it's going to be like turning over a new leaf at G's. There's going to be live music. There's going to be trivia. There's going to be special theme nights coming up. Things like uh, uh, the aforementioned yeah. pig picking, yep. low country boil, uh, oyster roasts oyster are roast. fun in the summertime. Yep. Fish fries. Fish fries. It's what the South is about. Yep. Make sure you're checking out all the other BBQ&A podcasts. We'll catch you all next time.